Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's a hard Knicks life. It is a hard Knicks life. It's a hard Knicks life. Oh, it's a hard Knicks life. What up, Knicks fans? And what is up, Barry motherfucking D? What is up, Craig? <laughs> My voice is so fucked up, I don't know why. And what is up to Jay? What is up to Jay? Good day to Jay, a.k.a. Blanderson Hooper. Good day to you as well, Craig. Wherever you listen to the show, remember to leave us a five-star rating and or a positive review. Check out our YouTube channel. The uh, link is in the description. Subscribe. And please, subscribe to the one podcast that even laughs at itself once in a while. Jay, Barry, do you know what I'm talking about? No idea, Craig. In honor of who he once thought was going to be even better than Kevin Durant, in honor oh, of Kevin Knox. Got some Kevin Knox stuff coming. Let's play a little flashback clip here, Jay. Kevin! All right, here we go. Kevin Knox made a great first impression on the entire world, which is relieving because we're so used to having rookies that seem like they're projects or need a lot of work. But it was great that we have a rookie who actually had a great first game a great first basket, Barry. Yeah, monster dunk. End to end. Looked like Giannis out there. Giannis. Threw it down. Ben Seaman. Ben, ben Siemens. Ben Seaman. <laughs> Perfect. Even, I'm sorry, Bill Simmons gave us lots of love. He said, congrats to Knicks fans on Kevin Knox. I try hard not to overact to Summer League, which is a great idea. But it's clear he's an ideal two-way wing for whatever the NBA is now. Very polished for his age already. Knox finished 8 for 20, 22 points, 8 boards, 2 assists, a steal, 1 block. He just definitely seems ready for the NBA game, Barry. That's exciting. Looks comfortable out there. His shot wasn't even <laughs> falling, but it looked like it was on for the most part. His 3-point shot was 1 for 7, but like you said, they weren't, you know, they weren't bad misses. Uh, he was able to get himself to the line, which is great. They weren't um, bad misses. I think he's going to be a terrific rebounder, too. Uh, here we are. Wow, Jeez, well... That was horrible. It is It is time. Oh it is time to fucking move on, finally. Whew. I've been waiting to move on, Craig, well, for about a year and a half. The day is here. If you're looking to place a bet, do what Barry does. Go to betonline.ag. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today. Get your 50% welcome bonus. On your first deposit, use our promo code BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-50, to get your bonus. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Guys, the New York Knicks, our Knicks. I don't even know when this happened. We are winners of seven of our last 10 games. We've got the number one rated defense since the new year. We've got a sudden rising star torpedoing named RJ Barrett. Back-to-back 30-plus point games. Blowouts against San Antonio and Dallas. And we just traded Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox and a Charlotte first rounder for Cam Reddish. 
for Cam Reddish. I can't even comprehend how this has all happened in the past couple weeks, guys. It seemed like we were a sinking ship just a few fucking days ago. But all this begs the question, is it even a fucking hard Nick's life right now? This is, get, this is a good life. Don't, this don't is a get good fucking life. Barry, Look, it's all, how are you feeling right now? It's all, well, okay, the Cam Reddish thing, which obviously we're going to talk a lot about, That that's great, but put that aside. Let's look at the team right now. It, it's hard to evaluate the team right now. You, you, can't, you can evaluate the players. You know, I don't see a problem with that and their trends, their efficiency, their ebbs and their flows within the games. But to try to come away with a sense of where this team is and measure the success that they've had over these last 10 games, and let's be fair, winning 7 out of 10 games is successful no matter who you're playing. But... You can't overreact to it because the competition was frankly pretty pitiful. You know, this stretch of games coming up is where the Knicks are going to provide a better understanding of of can they be for real and, and who they are. And Blandy, you, you were excited when we were we had won three of four. Listen, you, you, been, you're not fucking excited. Much better. They've been they've been playing better. Randall's had a couple of good games. Barrett has been putting on a show. Mitch has been a monster. You know, even on the offensive end, not just with the rebounding. I mean, he still can't shoot the ball from more than two feet away from the basket, but whatever. He doesn't need to. Well, do we know that? We don't even know that. (laughs) I mean, well, 15 feet away, we know that it looks pretty bad. All right. We're going to get to all of it, but let's first start off with Cam Radish. Blandy, why don't you play some voicemails? Start with number six. Let's hear what the fans think. Six. Hey, yo. We just got Cam Radish. Oh, snap. We traded Charlotte's 22 pick. And Kevin Knox, I hate to see him go, but, you know, hopefully his really? uh, fresh start will be a good one. He can uh, refocus and get his get his game going. But Cam Reddish, I don't know what we're going to do with Solomon Hill. We'll probably wave him. But, dude, RJ's got to be hype right now. What are you guys thinking? I mean, listen, there's only upsides to the Cam Reddish trade. We traded Kevin Knox, who was never, get, who was never getting any playing time for Thibodeau. We, you know, there's no future here, right, for him. The Charlotte first rounder was going to be well, a first rounder in the twenty, the low twenties. Yeah, maybe I think it's protected top eighteen, top eighteen protected. So right. we essentially gave up nothing for a shot at Cam Reddish. I just wonder. Cam Reddish plays the three, right? Six foot eight, small forward, wing player. We got Fournier, we got Burks, we got Barrett, who sort of plays between that and the two. Knox wasn't getting playing time, right? There's only so many minutes to give out. Is is Cam Reddish going to get minutes? They don't make that trade without thinking he's going to get time, right? Does that mean don't, another trade's coming? Don't, don't, don't you think he's the two or the three on the second unit? I think if anybody's going to lose out on this, it's going to be Grimes. And you're going to have him in the second unit with Obi and and Nerlens and, uh, and quickly. I think that's what you're going to see, you know, Evan Fournier, as much as you can make an argument, maybe he should move to the second unit. I mean, look at his last seven years, whether it was you know, this past season with the Knicks or the teams he's been on before. The last seven years, he's pretty much started every single game that he's played. He's not used to coming off the bench. I don't know that if he's at the point of his career where that's going to change, even though it's his first year with the Knicks and we just got Reddish. I think you're going to see Reddish coming off the bench. And yes, I, but I do think the minutes will be significant. Got to see what you got in this kid. And, you know, he's he's... Not like his numbers are far beyond where they were his first two years in the league, but they're definitely improved. And what gets you excited about Reddish playing over someone like Grimes? 
Well, I think he's got some more offensive tools. You know, we know that Grimes is has been really good, really good from the three point line. He's shooting over forty percent, I believe, still um, at this point. Um, but I think Reddish gives you more. And again, he's got a little bit more length now. Grimes has been playing great defense, and I think that edges out Reddish. But again, with Reddish's length, it may give you a little bit better defense on the perimeter. And you know, you hope that Tibbs and the rest of the coaching staff is going to kind of get what they can out of his defensive side. Yeah, and Cam is definitely known to be a, a pretty good perimeter defensive player. And he's long, he's much longer Big than wingspan. Quentin Grimes. Yeah. Very athletic player. Is you think him, you think RJ's excited about this? It's kind of interesting that RJ has been blowing up, right? I mean, one of my I mean, how could it not be your favorite thing during this stretch, just how RJ's playing? How well he's oh, playing. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, one of his boys from Duke is on the team at a But nowhere. do we know that 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 he's excited about that? I don't know. I don't know. Were they close? Who knows? Uh, we don't know. I don't know. I feel like college college ball players on the same team have to be somewhat close. It's college. But I mean they only played for, you know, they they spent what? One one year together. It's not like they, you know, spent 3 years together. Play voicemail number 7, Lenny. This is the best fucking trade that has ever happened because at the end of the day, they were never going to release Kevin Knox and he was just going to lay there doing nothing. And for us to have gotten Cam for this, un-fucking-believable. Great day as a Knicks fan. You know who it is. Have a great day, guys. It really, it really is a great deal from them. I mean, there's no, there's no downside to the deal for them. There's none. I mean, I don't know how anybody could look at it and say that there's a downside. I mean, he doesn't have a perfect game, Reddish, but I mean, to get rid of Kevin Knox and and this is what we get in return, how could you not be happy with that? That pick that went in this deal was also a pick that they didn't have a year ago. You know, that was just a pick that they kind of created right. in the draft last year with their magic. So yeah, win, win, and, win all around. And Reddish is signed for next year, yes? Yeah, they've got him for next year. Okay. It's so, really- It's not a really lot of no, money. No loss, only right? It's upside. less than Knox, I think, right? That's why they had to throw Solomon Hill in there just to match up the salaries. Yeah, and he, he's out for the rest of the season yeah, anyway he's with a hamstring playing. injury. So, and what, what do you think about the Atlanta wanted Grimes apparently, and the Knicks resisted? Yeah, I saw that. And they said, "Yeah, no. well, good for them that they held yeah, on to I mean, him." <laughs> you could unload Knox instead of Grimes. Terrific. I mean, what a negotiation! Yeah, there's nothing to be upset about with this trade. Whereas, you know, obviously, <laughs> how about, how about been Quentin really Grimes? We'll Grimes give you Knox. Okay. <laughs> Now hit uh, next one, Blandy. What is it? Right. Eight or nine? Let's fucking go, Cam Reddish. Let's fucking go. Excitement. Cool. Yo, it's Doctor Dicky, and I'm so damn excited. I just got a notification saying the Hawks are trading Cam Reddish to the Knicks. We're getting rid of Kevin Knox, who's expiring. We're giving up a 2022 protected first round pick, but we've got plenty mm. of trade assets down the hill. We are good. This is a great move. With Thibodeau involved in Cam Reddish's development, I think he could be a 15-point-a-game player, playing about 30, 32 minutes, probably give us a steal, a steal and a half a season, shooting about 40% from three. That that would be awesome. I'm so stoked. Let's go. You can't just give Cam 40% from three. You know, he's got to earn it. You know, he's inching closer, but he's not, right, he's not I think quite he was, there what, 38 yet. somewhere? He's yeah. 38 this season. Yeah. Man. I, I will say just, and I'm not, I'm like I said, there's there's nothing negative about the deal. But I was doing some some reading on the athletic, and there were a couple of things that that I can't remember who it was John Hollinger pointing out that I guess 
first of all, he's only played in like 66% of his games since he's come to the league. So he's been injury prone. Uh, I mean, obviously we have a deep bench, so, you know, you got that, uh, more turnovers to assists in his career. And, you know, we always talk about plus minus here and he had the lowest plus minus of any rotation player on the Hawks, um, this year so far. But again, I mean, we're not expecting him to be perfect. Uh, but there are some things in there, you know, that he's going to have to work on. But all in all, I mean, this is a no-brainer. You know, like we said, it's you got him for nothing. So even if he ends up being awful and never plays, it's you don't really lose anything. It's no different than Kevin Knox being there. If anything, you got a better trade asset than Kevin Knox was, right? Oh, for sure. I'm sure he, Cam Reddish has to have more value in the league than around the league than Kevin Knox. Barry and Trey went to the Knicks-Dallas game on oh, yes. Wednesday night. We got a voicemail from Trey, which will come later. We've also oh. got a ton of other Dr. Dickey calls. I'm pretty sure he didn't mean to call into our show, but because he's talking all about college football in them. Uh, oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> which is odd. But nice. <laughs> Barry, how was that game? How did it feel to be at the game where we beat the Dallas Knicks and we, we slaughtered them? Luka Doncic. Looked, I mean, RJ Barrett looks like he's a thousand times better than Luca, but Luca was struggling, right? His back, he's holding his back, his head. He's like an old fucking man out there. Yeah, he didn't have it going. And like every Nick, pretty much every Nick did have it going. It was a great team win, tons of guys in double figures, you know, and and one of the best parts is, you know, we were happy to see Frank. We're Frank fans in this house, right? And halftime came. And I turned to Trey. I said, look, Frank didn't get in the game at all. I said, the only way it's going to happen is if the Knicks go up by like 20 or 30 points. And then the best thing would happen, he'll come in with like two minutes to go. Maybe he'll hit a shot and we can applaud him because it won't matter. And that's exactly what happened. It was great. Wow. So you got to cheer for it. Who gives a shit? Who Fuck gives a you, shit man. Frank Nilakina. Fuck you, man. It's his one time Jay. back at the Garden this year. He's a Western who, Conference team. Who gives a shit about Frank Oh, Nilekina, come on. It's please. a little thing that gave me joy. Ooh. And I once wasn't the only one. There were thousands Nick. of us. Once a Nick, always a Nick. Plandy, stop shit? it. He I sucked saw, when I, he was here. He's gone. Forget about it. I saw someone <laughs> tweet out uh, during that whole thing. Like, all you ran, all you people booing Randall are the same people who were, who were cheering yeah, how horrible Frank was tweet. last season, or his in his during his career, which is exactly. it has they have nothing to do with each other. All right, <laughs> talking about Frank, that sweet baby French boy Frank, oh, that's right. innocent Frank. Right? Is it his fault we drafted him at eight or whatever it was that year? No, but he he carried himself with. He was the most positive, smiling. How could you not cheer for Frank? I could never. You could never. No boo drama. Frank Nilekina. Never. Come on. Yeah. It was good to see him back. Yeah. Yes. Good. It was good. It was but like good I said, it was better what seeing- What do you have against Nilakina, man? I don't have anything. It's just who cares? Move on. He sucked when he was here. He's not part of the team. That's it. All right. It's like, I don't understand. All right. Yeah, I think, I think Lanny's trying to get, get dramatic here. No. Get you riled up. I mean, I like Nilakina more now than I did when he was on the team. Maybe that's it. I never screamed this much about Nilakina when he was on the Knicks, but- <sighs> I guess I had a soft spot in my heart after all. But how about RJ? Three that's three thirty plus point games in in January. Is that right? Yeah, dude. RJ Barrett this season has five games over thirty. He did it once all of last season. 
he's turning into a new player. You know, and that he, leads all it, that leads the entire NBA in, in, in 21 years old and younger players five 30 plus point games this season, which is an yeah. incredible stat because it's that this like so, this is ever since he hit that three against Boston to win it. Totally different fucking player. Yeah, and it's funny, you know, you look back at that game because I remember that game and he was pretty bad throughout most of that game. But even when he's having bad games, he does other things. Like even I think it was that game. He had six assists that game, that game winning shot game against Boston. So he does other things. You know, the first couple of 30 point games that he had this year, it would have been a little presumptuous. And it was to say that he turned a corner and this is the new RJ. But again, it's the consistency. And, you know, we had a stretch. I don't care. Again, like I said before, you can poo-poo the wins that the team got against those teams but what the players are doing on the court there's value in that and what RJ is doing and what he's showing who he can be when he when he takes the bull by the horns and leads this team that that tells me a lot and I really hope that it carries through the second half of this season how do you feel how do you notice oh, I was gonna say he was hitting threes he's hitting mid-range jumpers you know yeah, slamming the ball all. down nice uh you know layups at the you know, taking it to the hoop, it's from it's from all over the place. I think that's that's the biggest thing. Yeah, he's he's running the offense well. He's he's driving the lane. He's taking his time. He's under control. He, like you said, he's scoring from all over the place. He's he just yeah, looks the, confident. Looks like a totally different guy. And, and, and the best I think, teams operate. The best teams operate when, like, you know, you ride the hot hand, and when one guy doesn't have it going, somebody else does. So the fact that he's getting a bunch of these under his belt to show that he can, you know, be the leader of this team on any given night, you know, is, is huge for him. And how about how him and Julius have been coexisting since he's been playing really well? I've been impressed that Julius has let. I think he's like let him <laughs> run the offense at times and let it run through RJ. I feel like I've noticed a difference there. That they're letting RJ sort of uh, take control of the ball, and Julius is now just standing on the wing. <laughs> Have you noticed yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. I'm having a hard time though judging um, like where the motivation is from from Randall when it comes to this because look, he's human. We know that all this stuff with the fans is has gotten to him this past week. I mean, you saw how miserable he looked in a couple of these press conferences. Um, against the Mavs, though, yeah, there was some really beautiful give and goes, passing between each other. He smiled for the first time in a week, you know, when RJ had it going. And uh, I think I think he tried to get a pass to RJ, and, he, and it was a bad pass, but he, he had a smile back on his face, so that's good. But again, I when he is letting RJ do it, again, I don't know if it's because, you know, he feels like, you know, he's an emotional wreck or something and he doesn't want to be involved, or if it's that, yeah, he's letting somebody else take over. And I hope it's the latter. Yeah, because RJ is proving now, game after game, that he can be that, not that number two or number three like we had thought he was, but like that 1B, right? Like yeah. Julius could be 1A, could be 1B. I mean, for all we know, RJ's can go back to what he was in a couple <laughs> games. 10 games where he'll, yeah. you know. Because that's what RJ does. I mean, he he has had stretches, maybe not quite this good. But he's had very good stretches where we all get excited about him. He started off the season this season, I think, playing, scoring like what, like twenty points a game almost yeah, over yeah, a stretch yeah, of games. games like that. And we got super excited about him. And then he disappears, disappears for a long time. So I'm curious if this can stick around a little longer. I just wanted to be, before we move off of him, my my wife who knows very little about basketball. We're watching the game last night and she's like she's like RJ Barrett 
just does not look like he is like he has any speed at all. He just does not look like comfortable or he has no grace when he's out there. And I was like, I said, we talk about that all the time, how he just bowls everybody over. He always looks like he's a bull in a China shop, but he's been, you know, so even like the untrained eye is able right. to, well, is able and to that's pick where, that out. And that's where a pickup like Cam Reddish is so good too. You get another guy with a lot of athleticism, somebody who is graceful on the court, who can move fluidly, you know, um, another exciting player that you're going to add to this squad. You mentioned Mitch. He's been playing well. 19 points, 10 mm. boards, two blocks versus Dallas. Fournier, Mitch has been Fournier, so by the way, in. A few good guys, though. Fournier, 18-plus points a game in January. That's a good number considering one of his games he had zero points. So he's been playing better. But yeah, let's talk about Mitch. Against Dallas, a monster. I mean, he was like Shaq out there how many times he threw it down. And he's, <laughs> yeah, he's been dunking great. with such ferocity yeah. that you love to see that. I mean, it's... Like Dallas he's much had nobody bigger to throw on him. Yeah, he was having yeah. his way. Guys were finding him. But, I mean, he's just been so zoned in, keyed in, really, like, the really over, like, the last um, last two weeks. Um, it's really been impressive to me, a sense of maturity and just him kind of knowing what he needs to do out there, what his role is, you know. And he's, he only scored that many points because the opportunity was there. It's not like he's looking for that. But if it's there, he's going to take it because he knows he has to do that. But, yeah, him on the offensive glass, I think he's sixth in the league on offensive rebounds, and that's huge for them, all those second-chance points. How many games did he lose his starting job for? Was it just the one? No idea, Blandy. Because I'm just wondering, like, you know, obviously Why don't since you look that, that shit changed, up and tell since us? He's back, since he's back in the starting <laughs> lineup, he's been a different guy. Instead of quizzing us and making us look like fools, Blandy. I'm, I'm not. I'm asking. <laughs> I, he was definitely, he lost his job for at least a game. Possibly two. It wasn't <laughs> for many, but it was at he's least, played differently. I since didn't then. confirm it was at least one game. Yeah, more than one. You know what's interesting? You know how the whole season, basically, up until late, the bench has been outshining the starters. And if you were to wonder, like three weeks, about three weeks away from the trade deadline, who might or might not get traded, you might have thought it was some starters. But now, all of a sudden, with three weeks left to the deadline the starters are starting to shine rj who i think some of us might have been nervous would they consider trading him for a star now he looks on i mean now he looks fucking untradeable barry's nodding because he's got that fucking rj barrett jersey on which he just bought so he doesn't <laughs> want him going anywhere and right. well, and like that. obi toppin's been doing nothing lately right um the bench the bench the past couple of games have have gotten very we've gotten very low output from the bench and Except the offense quickly. is gelling just yeah. in time. Mitchell Robinson, I think we were hearing his name on the trade block, but he's been playing better. Is it maybe that'll get us more for Mitch when we eventually do fucking trade him? Who knows? Um, it's just interesting timing with just a few weeks left here to go. I was just going to say that, you know, such a big part of RJ's game, and you could see it, is confidence. You know, it's his mental... Um, is you know the game affects him in a way more so than other people you know that people when they get hot they get hot but him it's like something just clicks and he gets this look in his eye where he wants the ball he needs the ball players see that as well they find him more and he just goes after it and aggressive rj is the rj that you want out there because the, the knicks succeed when it when they have that rj let's go to some voicemails blandy what do you think let's let's play do voicemail number one Hi guys, it's David from Scotland here. Still on an absolute high from last night's win over the Celtics. 
and RJ was that winning shot. It's such a an amazing moment for a, a guy that who I think maybe had too much criticism recently. Um, still coming back from COVID, and I still believe in RJ, and hopefully you'll kick on from that. I'm probably a bit late to the, to the party with this point, but I've just finished listening to uh, your most recent podcast after the Celtics game. Really enjoyed the, the episode again. Um, just on the point about Julius Randle and um, him booing, or sorry, him being booed by, by Knicks fans at the Garden and his reaction, I've got a slightly different take on it. Um, I think first and foremost, no player is above criticism, um, especially our old guys like Julius. The leader of our team, and he deserves to be criticised when he's not playing well. Although all of that aside, I don't know. If maybe it's just a, a different perspective or culture living here in Europe. But um, over here, certainly, when uh, your guy pulls on the jersey, um, it doesn't matter how disappointed you've been in his performances or whatnot. But whenever he's out in court and out in the pitch, you always get behind him. Um, and I think, you know, for example. Scottish National Football or Soccer team, we've got a couple of absolute biddies that play for us, but the minute they get shut on, um, we're all behind them. And I just feel that maybe um, whilst these guys, Joyce, has deserved the criticism he's got recently, um, when he's actually out there playing, when the guys are out there playing, he deserves to be treated a lot better. Um, I know it's normal, and I know that the culture in New York... As such Come on. We're not uh, slow in getting talk of the fans, but there's always been a, a, certainly in recent times, there's been a lot of talk from you guys and from all Knicks fans about a change of culture at the franchise, about this front office bringing a change of culture with the players, change of culture about the, the, the ball team trying to get winners um, and just change. But I think maybe also we need a change of culture amongst the fans, just I know I'm wishful thinking, but anyway, guys, just some thoughts, different angle on it, and uh, thanks again for all your hard work. Cheers. Uh, so do we need a change of culture amongst Knicks fans? Yo, that's this isn't a culture of Knicks fans. This is fucking New York City. I'm sorry. Um, you, you speak out <laughs> however you're feeling, and you don't hide how you're feeling. You'd have yeah, to... Well, that's... Yeah, but you don't... You don't... Barry Barry told Trey he couldn't boo at the game. So yeah, it's a personal opinion of mine that you don't do that. I don't have a problem. If somebody else wants to do that, they can do that. I personally don't want to do that. That's you all. you would the- never boo. You would never boo a team if they put up twenty points and a half or something like that. I understand boo not wanting to team? boo an individual player, but you would never boo a team. You've never booed a team for for playing awful. Yeah, your own no, fucking I don't think team. I would boo my own team. I I don't think I could boo my own team. Here, well, that's crazy. Barry. Come on, it's crazy talk. Here here's what I don't like though. From Randall's perspective, um, is there's a percentage of the fans that are booing him, right? It's not the whole fan base, and you know, for him to say what he said, you know, shut the f up. It's it's not the whole fan base that that's doing it. You know, it's certain group of that. It's not like it's not like the fans think as one. Like, they're one unit, right? So when you say that the Knicks fans have to change their culture, it's not going to happen because you have too many individual personalities. And again, you can't say one way is the right way of thinking, one way is the wrong way of thinking, but stuff like that's going to happen. And as a professional athlete, unfortunately, you got to take it. 
Barry's playing both sides of the fucking fence here. I'm just saying, he's got to take it. I'm not going to give it to him. No. That's you all. Don't, no. You're, you don't want to give it to him? What, are you going to play a drop here? Set no, up for a drop? I'm just right. asking. Do you want your pants um, off or on? I could say it. Yeah. You don't even have to fucking push the button. <laughs> 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 oh, I just, I just, oh, I was going to say something. He was going to do a drop and now he doesn't know what <laughs> to do. I had a, something I was going to say and I totally lost my train of thought. Ah, play the oh, next what one. What I was going to say oh. is, uh, Fuck. I, I followed what he was saying at the beginning, and then as he talked longer and longer, I lost him in the accent. Right. Me too. Yeah. It's a little more difficult. Out. I guess I'm just used to Derek a little bit more, that, but the longer he talked, the harder it was to understand what was going on there. Blandy, hit the next one. What up? It's Dr. Dickey. Oh. I'm drunk. <laughs> I'm watching my Bulldogs unable to move. The football. I am so pissed right now. I know this is the next podcast and everything. You wait till I the just next fuck voice. With y'all now. so much. I need y'all to help me through this bullshit, man. Kirby Smart won't take out Stetson Bennett. This Bro, we don't Stetson. give a championship Dr. game. Dr. Dickey, we don't wow. give a fuck about well, the football. While I'm on the phone, let me go ahead and say this. I've been hearing all the new intros. Uh, <laughs> the the folk one, probably my favorite out of the different ones. I'm going to have to make y'all one. Oh, Jesus. Everyone's calling in saying keep the original shit. I swear to God, once they hear my fucking intro, Ugh. they ain't going to want nothing else. So hopefully I'll have that recorded tomorrow when I'm sober. <laughs> oh, we'll God. see. Tomorrow, Wednesday, get that email to y'all. Y'all can play it for the pod. Let them vote on it. <laughs> I don't want this to be some fucking anarchy out here. We have that democracy. We vote on shit. But real talk, fuck the current music. I'm still not over that shit, man. I haven't been over it since I started listening in, like, May. God. Everyone keeps saying, no, we need to keep it because we suck. Man, we need some different shit even though we suck. How about that? How about that? Dr. Dickie out here with the hot takes. But real talk, Georgia... It's struggling okay. against Alabama. It's all field goals out here. Blandy, stop it. You got the best. <laughs> it's, it's our, sorry, Dr. D. This is fucking Nick's podcast. By the way, Dr. Dickey never sent in. Never sent in his version of the opening thing. He's still yeah, got to And I was so fucking excited about it. I, I sent him. I can send people who leave voicemails texts. And I said, Dr. Dickey. I said, hey, DJ Dr. Dickey. If you're sending in that new intro... You better get it in soon. We're recording tonight. And he said, he said he was going to send it. Still nothing. So, Listen, maybe Doctor Dickey's maybe just... I'll talk. Maybe I'll talk. Doctor Doctor Dickey's got some writer's block. Maybe he had a lot of patience that he had to, you know, deal with, and he just didn't have the time. Yeah, if it's you know? so easy, send it in, Doctor Dickey. Next one. Now, this one, I, I don't know why he called us to talk <laughs> about this stuff. I had to edit it together and tighten it up because he talked for several minutes about college football. Why? But I have to play it just because it's fucking. You have Dr. to play Dickey. it. Why do you have to play it? Because you should hear this. You should hear Doctor Dickey. Listen <laughs> to this. All right. It's Doctor Dickey. I'm ten minutes late. I'm calling in because it took me so long to gain my composure. My motherfucking bulldogs beat the fucking Bama fucks. Them Bama fucking elephants. The fuck 
shit on us. We get the me, best I defense will fight a hoe who disagrees. I don't care if you come up with some 1920 shit. Got the fucking dub against I've Nick Saban. Kirby was fucking 0 and 4 against the cat. His defensive coordinator came to Georgia. His alma mater nervous earlier. Dominated. The first three quarters, I was shitting my fucking pants. That fourth corner, I am so fucking stoked. The first championship in 41 motherfucking years. Nick's for the shit, too. Anyone who disagrees can fight me. Let's go. (laughs) What the fuck was that, dude? Left like a three-minute rambling on, cursing. I understand. Is he in Georgia? Where is he? I don't know, man. Next up. Hey, Craig, Blandy, Barry, DB. Uh, I'm not with my shithead dog. I called him a son of the a son of a bitch the other day. And my wife said I shouldn't say that. But I just think that's actually factually accurate. Uh, anyway, I'm, I'm calling before the Dallas game, so I hope the Knicks can keep playing defense. That's been the key now. They are in every game when they play that defense. So hope they keep that up. Um, here's where I am with the Julius situation. You know, when, when I first heard about it, I didn't care, you know. I I'm I don't really care what he says about fans. Like I I couldn't be bothered, you know. And and then honestly, I started getting pissed. I was like, you know what? Listen, I'm a Yankee fan, and this is some Mets shit. You know what I mean? And he was loafing on defense a little bit. I didn't like that either. So I started getting pissed. Like, who are you to like yell at the fans when you've been playing like shit and we're gonna boo you? But then you know, I I started to empathize, you know, because. He has been booed by us for years now, you know. So it has to be something different now to cause this. And, you know, maybe it's the fans wishing COVID on him and his family. Or our great fan base trying to throw him out the window the moment he struggles. After he gave us an MVP caliber season last year. But we're ready to trade him on, like, game five, you know. And we, as Knicks fans, always love to talk about how we're the smartest fan base. Right, and we're the best fans in the best market in the world. But maybe we're stupid as shit, and the world was never laughing at the Knicks for all these years. They were laughing at Knicks fans. Like for every hard Knicks life and Knicks film school, there's a thousand fucking idiots who give us all a bad name, and I think they even fuck with the chemistry of the team sometimes. So, uh, Bing Bong. That's what I have to say about that. There, I mean, we have have seen in that Bing Bong video, there are some, there is a certain element of Knicks fans that are insane. (laughs) Not normal. Not like us, who we are emotionally unhinged sometimes when it comes to the Knicks, but we're not that. Didn't didn't you see a different element of Knicks fans that I, I didn't even know existed in that video? Did you know, Barry? Uh... Are we talking about dumb fucks? Is that the segment of the Knicks fan <laughs> yeah, yeah. population yeah. that we're talking about? And you always see them even at the games. You didn't see them all compiled into one video before, but whenever any of us have gone to a Knicks game, there's always somebody in your section that's acting just like that from the jump. You know, it doesn't because because they they pre-gamed it and they're already wasted at the jump ball. You know, there were people at the Dallas game. You know, Julius played all right that game, and you still have people. The first time he brought the ball up the court. Which, whatever, you know, that sometimes happens. Somebody's like on Alex, Alec Burks or whatever. So he says, Julius, take it up. And we know, you know, the offense does succeed from time to time. When you have point Julius, not all game long, but from time to time. And they say, why is Julius bringing up the ball? Like they never watched a fucking Nick game in the last two years. Come on. You're going to criticize a guy for fucking bringing up the ball at the court or even? They're crazy. 
And they just like to yell and spit and puke. It was, <laughs> okay. It was interesting to comment about how, you know, Julius did get booed a lot his first year. He, there was not oh, he this reaction, it. you know, and now he's, now he's got this like almost volatile reaction after we booed him and then he came back and he was playing well. He's cursing at us, and thumbs down. There's none of that, none of that the first year. Maybe he just, I don't know, has it gone to his head? Did last year go to his head a little bit and he doesn't think he deserves to ever be booed again, no matter what. He's, he's a Nick for Look, life because he, he brought us into the playoffs. Look, you were at the bottom of the barrel, right? You heard a lot of shit that first year. Then over the course of the season, you won everybody over. Even your harshest critics loved you. They, they, they were appointing you a king of the city. And then just like that, what, within a month or two, it's gone. It's back to where it was. And he's back at the bottom of the barrel again. I mean, what does that do to your psyche? Right? And at first you're just reading it, but then you're hearing it in your own arena. It's got to hurt. I'm, again, I'm not saying that it's unwarranted. There was a, plenty of, of uh, plays where his lack of effort and he took plays off, you know, and he wasn't trying hard. You know, that, that, that shit's not cool. But again, it's got to be, it's got to be tough on the dude. Hi, this is Trey Morgan very soon again. I want to talk about the next game from last night. Um, I want to talk about RJ Barrett. Man, he was amazing. I kept cheering for him. Me and my dad were at the game. It was a good game. It was the first game that I was at. RJ Barrett, he was really good. He hit 30 points in the last quarter, and I'm very happy for that. And... Uh, I just wanted to say again, I hate you, Evan Fournier. So, good thing that he didn't do very well this game. And RJ Barrett did pretty good. She's, she's like actively rooting against Evan Fournier, Barry. Yeah, he's happy that Evan Fournier yeah, had a bad Fournier game. Had a, Fournier had a good game. But, but plus, why, he, why was, did he say this was his first game? I've been to a Nick game. It was. I think what he was going to say, and he probably lost his train of thought. We were on the train. I don't know why he said last night either. It was like right after the game, we were on the train. Um, it was the first game he was at that the Knicks won. This was probably his sixth game that he's gone to, and the Knicks have lost every single time. So this was the first time they won, huh. which is nice. He he, to, he caught a T-shirt and the T-shirt toss. It was great. Really? Great yeah. You mean, I mean, what, they from a gun or that they dude, threw? They shoot out so from many T-shirts, half of the fucking wow. game gets them. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was on my right. He got one, and the chick to my left got one too. So yeah, they're all over the place. An extra wow. large that neither of us are ever gonna wear. <laughs> All right. Next one, Blandy. Next one. Oh, the the montage. Oh, is, is that all, is it? We're up to all Ralph. Left. All right, mm-hmm. let's hear Ralph. The week of the week in Ralph. All right, here we go. <laughs> week in Ralph. Knicks and Celtics fourth round. This is uh, a big one. We win. It's three games in a row. We get to five hundred. If we lose, we're stuck back to where we were. Go Knicks. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, as expected, the Knicks march. Really, I thought the effort was pretty bad. Do better next time, Nick. Well, gang, the Knicks and Spurs are playing tonight. Looking like a blowout. That we're next to doing a good job tonight. Knicks win! Knicks win! All right. New York Knicks versus Dallas Knicks. We'll see what happens. No Przingis 
and apparently Bullock's not even in the rotation. Interesting. Next win! Knicks beat the Mavericks by 23. R.J. Barrett has a over 30-point night. The Knicks complete the Texas two-step, beating San Antonio and Dallas. Have a great night, guys. Sleep well. We're at 500. Shit, hell, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Did that again. Oh, he did it again? No, no I drop. just did that. I don't oh, want to give Landy say. credit for a drop. Shit, hell, fuck. No shit, hell, fucks this week, Landy. No. no. All right, y'all hear that music. It is time for the news with Blanderson Hooper, brought to you by Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cake Company, who is changing the Crumb Cake game. Take it away, Blandy. Hit that sexy music. All right. Uh, so we go with Clarkson Avenue uh, crumbs here. The uh, this being January, the crumb cake of the month once again or continuing is the uh, New Year cake. It is a fresh buttermilk cake. It's got a lemon cream cheese filling made with a real lemon zest uh, and a plump graham cracker crumb on top. Uh, remember, I tried this one. I've had this one. It is spectacular. It is um, delicious. Hold I up, love hold every up. moment of it. There is general disgust coming from the live audience right now. Why is that? What's wrong? Because this, this, like, you finally got this fucking ad read back from Barry, yeah. and now you're reading it more fucking vanilla than he ever did it. I'm and, only, I just started. What are you, what are you is talking it your, about? Well, you just, what, what, how many minutes does it take for you to get warmed up into this shit? <laughs> I'm telling you about the cake first. Barry. Just explaining it, what the cake is. It's weird. He had he had a particular way of doing it before, which was like his thing. Yeah. It made it his. It made it what the people wanted. That's like somebody going into retirement and then coming back and they don't go to their go-to move anymore. It's like he changed his game for the worse. Yeah, it's And awful. there was no need to. So it's not like he aged out of his cake. quickness or something. He can't do the same stuff. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> you notice it cake. too, right? Yes, yeah. of course. Well, because I was trying to mimic what Barry was doing. No, you weren't. Why are you mimicking what I'm doing? Blame him. Yeah, looking for a tasty way to kick off the new year? Well, uh, January <laughs> crumb cake of the month is the that cake is, for you. I hate to say it, Lenny. That's not too far off than what you were just fucking doing. All right? That's what Barry was doing. Clarkson Avenue Crumb is a family company that was wow. started in... All right, guys. From holiday gift boxes to their world-famous crumpkins. You'll try again next week, Blandy. Maybe, maybe, maybe you'll get another shot. Sure. They even have a Chrome Cake of the Month subscription you get for three, six, or 12 months. Go to ClarksonHaveCrumb.com. Use promo code HARDNICKSLIFE for 23% off your order. I hope you go I hope you go to bed tonight thinking about this opportunity you lost. What are you going to do next week to make up for it? Barry, it might be yours next week. That was, that was pitiful. So let's start off with uh, COVID uh, as per usual and the return of Kyrie Irving, which we talked about uh, last week. Uh, In the three games back uh, so far, he was averaging 17.7 points a game. Uh, Last night, the big three were all on fire and they just demolished the Bulls, just completely destroyed the Bulls. It gave the league a little bit of a taste of of what uh, could be if the three of them are all playing and all on fire uh, at once. 
A big thing coming out, though, with Kyrie is Steph Bondi yesterday reported uh, that apparently, I guess, well, originally it came from the Daily News, it looks like. It appears as if the Nets could actually let him play and just simply accrue and pay fines from the city of New York. Uh, The mandates for the fines, as laid out under former Mayor de Blasio, are not uh, that large, I guess. Uh, for the first offense, it's a warning. For the second offense, it would be a thousand dollar fine. For a third offense, two thousand dollar fine. Fourth offense, five thousand, and then a fifth offense on up would be would be five thousand. Um, now, whether or not the Nets knew this from the beginning and just didn't, you know, and just don't want to, they don't want to do it, or if they didn't do their due diligence and they and they don't know at all, uh, they didn't know it at all is. Um, we're not sure, but that option apparently is there for them to allow him to play, and then just pay just pay these fines. Um, so there's been a lot of talk uh, about that. I got a clip here for you. You ready? You want it? Go mm. for it, Barry. Do you want? Are it? the Nets out of their mind? If you do the calculations, what do they have? Twenty something games left at home. What are you playing a clip What's from it, another 80, fucking show? Dollars? What is Joe Sy thinking? Shaw, stop it. So let's do something. No, no. But, um, yeah, no, I don't care about Anderson this. Hooper. Oh, uh, tweeted, oh fucking Christ! To me, how Great. can you advocate for this? It's not fair. This to is the sound you have. The Get the fuck out of here, <laughs> Anderson. Would you go back to your fucking news segment? Holy fuck! What? You mentioned on that show every fucking day? Hey, listen, I do what I can. Chip Blaney, I, do I, can. I don't want to hear clips of you calling... What is that? I didn't call. ESPN? It's the Michael K show. I've ne- I, this is, this is not absurd. Saying, he's not saying Barry motherfucking D. He's saying Blanderson Hooper. <laughs> Just letting you know. Nobody right. cares. Nobody speaking, cares. Speaking of, I care. About and I'm when, somebody. When I know you fucking... You, I'm somebody, and you need to. No, you, you need to make sure that you listen to what I have to say, and that you validate my feelings. Dude, I know you fucking climax every time Michael K or fucking Lagreca or whoever says your fucking name, and it's like you you send us a text message with the, the recording. We've heard right all of it. Being hurtful. You're being hurtful. There's no place for it in this show. Speaking of uh, Kyrie being back, Clay uh, Clay is back also. Uh, Clay scored 17 points in his return. Right now, he's on a strict minutes limit of 20 uh, 20 minutes per game. He hadn't played 941 days. It's a long ass time. It's almost three full years, you know. Yeah. Um, mm. And now you get him back. Uh, if they could get him on a roll, I mean the 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 Warriors will be unstoppable. Although if you looked at if you watched any of the net game last night, I mean it did seem like the Nets would be able to might be able to beat the the Warriors. Um, and they went down back. in in the in to against the Bucks. I mean they 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 oh, squeezed yeah, they it a little bit closer. They were down by like forty points at halftime. Now, I mean they they, be over they, now. they were down like forty at halftime, but they closed it a little bit. It is. One eighteen to ninety nine. Yeah, so it wasn't so bad in the end, but I'm sure they probably, you know, I'm sure it was probably a lot, a lot worse than than what the score suggests. Yeah. Uh, so Clay's back, and Clay comes back, and <laughs> Damian Lillard is out for at least six to eight, week, eight weeks. Um, he's oh. having abdominal surgery. 
Uh, not having a good season to begin with. Hopefully that'll put to rest all the, you know, get Lillard on the Knicks talk. Oh, God, I can't believe what led off the news was your fucking that. Still was, can't get over it. What led off the news was Kyrie oh, being able to play for the Nets. That's what led off the news. Uh, <laughs> the Warriors got Clay back, but James Wiseman not coming back anytime soon. Uh, apparently he had to have a cleanup surgery back in December because he had some kind of minor yet persistent swelling that was slowing his return to action. So who knows when they're going to get him back. Uh, and then the the last thing here is, well, actually there's a couple. Did you see how Montrezl, uh, Harrell and uh, Kentavious Caldwell Pope had a little bit of a throw down the other day? I Craig, did you? see it. No, I you didn't. didn't see it, Craig? I Harrell was, that. Um, oh, see, I, I did see it. Oh, you didn't see it? There you go. I don't know. I what threw that in there on I purpose for Yeah, you. what do we do in this situation if, if one of us has seen it and the other one hasn't? Oh, we well, then you know it. what? Then I'll talk mm. to Barry. Barry, you saw it? So then, yeah, let me I saw talk it. to Barry directly, not you, Craig. Craig, you, you just tune out here. I okay, guess they, he was, Harrell was mad at, at Caldwell Pope <laughs> for not passing to him. It led to a, a verbal confrontation and then a physical one. They took swings at one another and it had to be. Uh, separated by by teammates, but yeah. that's the second time. Who were we just talking about a week or so ago that that happened with? D- didn't that happen again recently between two other people? I'm trying. I can't remember who the hell it was. It'd be great two if you think the of these team? questions you want to know the answers to before you do the podcast. Yeah, so you I'd can rather work up. it out together. I'd rather work it yeah. out together. Guys, uh, how many games has Mitchell Robinson missed this season? Oh Jesus Christ! How many? Oh, that's what it was. It was Kevin Porter Jr. and and Christian Wood. Yeah. Um, the Cavs have agreed to a contract extension that lasts for another like five or six years with their general manager, Kobe Altman. Cavs are what, 23 and 18, I think this season, somewhere around there, obviously playing a lot better than people were expecting. So he has been rewarded. Um, the only other thing that I had was, I just wanted to, Bowl Bowl was traded from Denver to, uh, to Detroit. Then that, that trade was, um voided because he he didn't pass his physical i just wanted to bring up bull bull just because he's really freaking big um so what was the physical issue uh i don't know i'm not sure i was gonna look it up and then i decided i didn't care so i just went on living my life um keeps that's doing, the, way. the newsman keeps doing that he said that last yeah, week i think he was gonna look thing. it up and then decide he didn't care yeah you don't think it's interesting why did Bobo fail his physical? I find that interesting. No. no. See, I like when you ask a news person a follow-up question and they know the answer, and then you realize they just didn't put it in originally because they edited themselves, no, but no, they no. actually have that knowledge. He he doesn't even have the knowledge. Doesn't even have it. Doesn't have okay. the research. Uh, now I got to look it up because I'm curious. I wasn't even sure if I was going to put that in there. I just threw it in there at the end. It's not actually typed up. I just threw it in there at the end. Oh, we're, we're all Fa- so just glad. Just failed physical. What a, what a treat. <laughs> failed physical. Yeah, there's no there's no specific reason or anything. Just says he didn't pass. I said that's the way the basketball bounces. I Did you already say that? Oh. Missed the whole thing. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I didn't hear it either. And I bounced the basketball too. <laughs> wow, what a I mess. I didn't hear that either. I didn't hear Holy any of that. Shit. There it is. Did. You bounced you the basketball already. Yeah, you you just missed it. No, we didn't hear it, but... Well, I played it. You missed it. It's because you were probably, you know, taking shots at me when I played it. 
probably being rude and hurtful. Oh, man. Wow. All right, guys. If you want to reach out to us, it's thehardeningslave at gmail.com. If you want to reach out to Barry, at Barry Dworkin, Blandy, at Blandy Hooper, and me, at Life. You can always call us if you want to call us about, what, college football? Fucking call us about that, No, apparently. leave those, leave those, leave leave those some uh, other calls show. at home. All right. <laughs> but the number, as always, is 516-33-MESH-1. So much to talk about in Knicks land as we're halfway through the season. The Knicks are 500. Looks like they could be on the upswing, although the competition is going to get much more fierce. So give us all your calls as the games unfold. You like our show? Leave us some positive ratings and reviews wherever you listen. Barry, what's the upcoming schedule for this team? You said it's going to get a little tougher now. It is. In fact, you know, it's funny. We just got Cam, and I think... We play Atlanta Saturday. Pull it up. I think we play Atlanta next. Yeah, yeah. On, on Saturday in Cam Atlanta. Cam Reddish, unlikely to play. I think he's got an ankle sprain right now, right? No? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He missed his last uh, game. I think he tweaked it in uh, Sunday's game that he played. Uh, but yeah, so Saturday, as you said, we play the Hawks, and then on Monday, back at the Garden to face the Charlotte Hornets. Really, I mean, this is a tough stretch. The only real gimme game in for us, nothing really is a gimme, is the one against New Orleans, you know? And is it a gimme? Just, I mean, look, what we say, saying, the like Knicks... It should be, but it, it it's not, because of the way they've you know, played all season. Dude, out of the last 10 games, the Knicks only lost three times. One of those losses came against OKC, so nothing's a gimme. Speaking of that, Shea Gilgis Alexander was chosen after Kevin Knox. Just in case you've forgotten. That Nobody's year. forgotten. And something else I won't soon forget is the guy sitting next to me on the train ride home oh, from the Knicks game. Oh, it's always an adventure um, on the L-I-R-R. This, this the is the game. part of the podcast where if you're under the age of 16, you should probably turn it off. Um, if you're easily offended by any Uh-oh. obscenities, about to you, should, here. you should turn this off. Obscenities, did you just say? Yes. What's an obscenity? And your son was sitting right now. Okay. An obscenity is uh, is bad language. A what? Right, like uh, a word that is offensive. An obscenity. Or what am I trying to say? Obscenity. Obs- I mean, an obscenity. Oh. Obscenity. Oh. Yes. It's a sin, though, to say oh. these words. So <laughs> that's what it is. It's an obscenity. obscenity. As well. Okay. Yeah. Um, so anyway, fortunately, to my left was Trey, and yeah. he had fallen asleep. Exactly to my right, right across the aisle, but right next to me was a normal-looking 50-year-old. He had his earbuds in, and he was on the phone, did not lower his voice at all. And he says, so would you rather I come in two minutes, or should I fuck you for 15 minutes? In other words, should I come in you after a minute, or should I bang you out for 10 minutes? I don't want you to turn to me afterwards and say, let's fuck. I'm not a porn star. This is an actual this is conversation. conversation. This is an actual conversation he has on the phone. Normal it's not speaking just voice. When you come, like it's it's how hard you come. And again, this was after the Nick game. It wasn't a crowded train. It was just some sleepy Knicks fans that were on the train, and this guy's having this conversation. And again, fortunately, my eleven year old son was asleep as this was going on. But crazy. Wow. Right. It's getting gross. Excuse it's getting gross. I'm getting fucking close. That what and kind this, of conversation? This, 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 this same guy a moment before didn't see this woman go into the bathroom. Although, who knows? Maybe he did. And uh, a couple minutes later, he opens the door. And you just hear us like, what are you doing? Close the door, you cracker! You perverted cracker-ass cracker! <laughs> and then... Wait, she left the bathroom like, unlocked? Why don't you lock the fucking door? 
Oh my yes, god. Yes, he left it unlocked. And then he walks back. He's like, she's yelling at me. She didn't lock the door. More drama with an unlocked always bathroom eventful. door, just like when we saw that. Yeah, wow. it's always, always event. I'm sorry. If you, you, people are not going to knock L -I -R -R. on the LIRR bathroom. If it's green, it's open. Yeah. <laughs> green is open. Uh, huh. She called him a cracker? I think so. I've been called a cracker once. Not a fan. Really? Yeah. Who called you a cracker? Someone I was not going to respond to in any way. <laughs> <laughs> I took it. I just took it. Yes, I, I am. It. Yes, I am. Thank you very I much. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> Usually people that call you that, you don't want to fuck with. Let's put it that way. All right, guys. Until next time, it is a hard Nick's life. It's a hard Nick's life. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.